The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. That is correct. Welcome to it, 632. Good to have you along. John Scholes here. Andrew Goldberg also in attendance. Sam Firu to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You'll want to reach out to Andrew when we're not doing this particular show. one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But now is your opportunity over the next uh, little while till 7 o'clock just before that to reach out and ask your questions. If something in the workplace has uh, got you steamed or you're, you have some questions, possibly feeling that things are going sideways, or a severance question, or a uh, question about being a contractor, or a question about being put on layoff, any of these questions, bring them on 416 870 6400 416 870 6400 lines are open and ready to go so we'll get to that in your phone calls we are ready for you but we always start off with the uh, case of the day andrew what's what's going on in your end pal hey john well uh, what i wanted to discuss today um was the news coming out of wealth simple and the massive 30 percent mm. work workforce reduction um, and, and really more generally, just the mass layoffs that are expected and currently happening in the tech sector as a whole. Because, you know, in today's day and age, a lot of people work in tech. I mean, it's a very popular industry, and that's yeah. where the world is moving and has moved. And I think that there's probably going to be many listeners who are concerned about the state of their job, uh, either now or in the future. And, you know, very briefly, I mean... What people need to appreciate is when it comes to these tech companies, investors are investing in them because of the prospects of growth and what mm-hmm. they can do tomorrow and not necessarily today. A lot of these companies don't have massive revenues and sales. They're projecting to. But now with issues with the economy, you know, due to inflation and the war and things of that nature, um, we're at the point now where investors are like, okay, I don't know if we want to keep putting money into these growth-based companies. And as a result, the money's drying up and people are losing their jobs. I mean, with this Wealth Simple situation, the company in a company-wide meeting told the workforce that 13% of them would be fired by the end of the day, which is yeah. a, a, t- a terrifying thing to happen. And, you know, people that might be listening that work in tech, you know, whether it's cryptocurrency or, you know, there's so many different types of jobs uh out there, pretty much, you know, a huge percentage of jobs deal with tech. The one thing you need to know is just because there's issues in the tech sector as a whole, or maybe your company, or maybe your kind of specific niche of the industry, you still have rights to severance. And you, it doesn't impact your rights. And if you're let go and you're part of this wave of individuals losing their jobs and will likely continue to lose their jobs, it's just very important to know that you, you have every right to severance. And um, if you're offered a severance package, don't accept it right away. Make sure you review it with an employment lawyer and take the time to, you know, make sure you're being treated fairly. Yeah, to that final point, I mean, it's it's kind of overwhelming, probably more than before COVID, that uh, companies, whether they realize it or not, 
are actually offering less severance than they were before in, in many cases, right? That's going to crop up to be a problem for uh, for people being let go too as well, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it doesn't – one thing to keep in mind and, and the listeners need to keep in mind is the the state of a company in terms of their financial state, if they're not doing as well as they were doing two years ago and they're letting people go, mm-hmm. it has no bearing on your entitlements to severance. Your entitlements are based on your situation, your age, your length of service, the position you had, and those are the factors that matter. So don't feel strong-armed to just accept a whatever offer comes your way if you're let go. Take the time to have it reviewed, right? It's extremely important. And the one final point I'll leave off with is, you know, some of these companies, like you, there's so many different companies. Like think about like Netflix or Peloton, for example, right? Yeah. Where there was a huge wave of the pandemic where everyone's inside, no one's doing every, anything. So ne- everyone's watching Netflix. Everyone bought these, you know, $4,000 Peloton. But now we're back outside, we're back doing things. And when they were riding high, they were hiring to, you know, deal with the demand for their service. But now that they're not doing as well, um, it doesn't mean that you don't have rights. If you get let go because of that situation, you know, pursue what's yours and get what's yours and make sure you're taken care of. And again, reaching out to Andrew and his team anytime you want to have that sort of discussion, even if it's not on the horizon for you, just want to get some more information and education, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, yeah, here and now, phone lines are open. Bring it on, 416-870-6400. you got some time to call in. And talk to us here on the air and get your questions answered. Want to get into this uh, for tonight as well, Andrew. That is rights of older employees in uh, what is no doubt an aging workforce, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and this is an issue that comes up all the time as, as, as people enter their you know 50s and 60s and towards the tail end of their career. And especially as, you know, as we're talking about like the tech sector, as companies are shifting to be more technologically focused, that's where you see a lot of issues with older employees that, you know, might have been used to certain ways of doing things and processes and systems, and now are expected to be using all kinds of, you know, innovative and new technologies. And and what's interesting is, you know, when we talk about discrimination of, of older workers, something that a lot of people don't know is if you're an older worker and your company introduces, let's say, a new technology, um, they actually have to make efforts to train you on that. They can't yeah. just say, yeah, I figure this out. And then when you don't, they're like, oh, well, you know, you have performance issues. You can't use our new technology, so we're going to let you go. They actually have an obligation under the Human Rights Code to help you as an older worker who might not be familiar with these, you know, new processes and softwares or what have you to get, you know, up to speed with it. So I think that's always an interesting topic that comes up. Um, during, you know, several of my consultations with, with people as well. First question is this, uh, under that uh, under that topic, Andrew, can an employer fire, let go older employees because of their age? That's a very there's a simple answer to that question, and that's just no. You can't yeah. be let go because of your age. Age is protected under human rights legislation as a protected ground, and as a result, your age cannot factor into the decision of termination without it being discriminatory and unlawful. So if you're let go because of being older, uh, absolutely, that's an unlawful termination. 
And it's been many years since there was a uh, retirement age of 65, the mandatory retirement. That's gone. People can work into their 80s and 90s if they if they want to now, right? Of course. And, you know, in light of how expensive things are and, you know, homes and really everything with inflation and people living longer, most people work into their 60s and, you know, now into 70 and, and, and beyond, right? It's, it's common because you actually have no choice but to do so if you need money into your retirement, which is now a longer period of time and lasts longer in life uh, for the most part. So, yeah, no, no mandatory retirements, and um, you you have every right to work until you feel that you're prepared to resign and retire. And older employees becoming, say, less productive, like you said, maybe their training could be an issue, whatever. Can an employer suggest that that person resign? You're getting a little long in the tooth. Out you go. You know, if it were that simple, then – all them, I don't think anyone would be fired. All employers would just constantly suggest that we resign if they want us out of here, right? Yeah. So, no, an employer, if an employer pressures you to resign, um, you know, you can treat that as what we call a constructive dismissal. You can, you know, take the position that I feel forced out of the workplace. Clearly, I'm not wanted here. They don't want to be the one to expressly say it. They want me to say it, but they've Set everything around it that you know in so many words that I'm not wanted here. They've set that tone. That's the message that they're signaling. And as a result, if an employer does make the suggestion that you resign because of your age, um, it, you'd be treated the same way as if you were just terminated. Yeah, they end up dropping you know retirement home and, and golf course pamphlets on your desk when they walk by, making subtle hints to you that maybe it's time to uh, to wrap it up. No, they can't be doing that stuff. It's a uh... It's uh, it's wrong and highly illegal. Should an employee talk to their employer if they are find that they're struggling with the job? Maybe now it's not just the employee who's slowing down, but the employer's starting to notice it. How do they approach that? Well, I think that kind of feeds into what I brought up at the outset of this kind of topic, which is especially if you're an older employee and your struggles relate to technological issues, the implementation of new, you know, hardware and software, or you know, in the workplace, computer systems then if you're not getting the proper training, then absolutely you should indicate that you're having issues with these things and, and ask for training and ask for the support. Because if you're not receiving the support or required training, you want to be able to paper that and get that in writing. Because if you're eventually fired for you know performance issues, if an employer tries to say they have cause, then you've documented that, okay, well, I've told them that I need some support here and I'm just not getting it, right? So it, it, and to some degree, it would be important to raise uh, issues that you're having as long as they're legitimate, right? It definitely. Again, 416-870-6400 is the number to uh, reach out to us here tonight. If you want to get on air and talk, we'd love to have you on the show and we'll uh, we'll do exactly that. Lisa, uh, welcome. What's your question? My question is, uh, I work in retail as a sales associate for a large company. I work part-time. And uh, recently, because of COVID, the, the rationale was um, additional staff was brought on. And um, my hours, my part-time hours, were uh, cut back. Um, I was not given even necessarily the full hours that I previously had. And I was prepared to give the, uh, the, my, my store uh, additional hours that I could have worked, but I was refused. I've worked with the company for 13 years, 
and um, the other people instead, the other staff brought on, were given hours. I don't find that that's fair, that additional staff be brought on, and um, my hours are not met and uh, actually cut back. Right. So I, 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 right. So I think it's a great question, and um, I agree with you that it's not fair and very likely, you know, could... So the fact that they've brought other people on and given them hours that could have gone to you really is neither here nor there. What matters is you used to work a certain number of hours, and now those hours have been cut, right? That's really the bottom line. And the overwhelming likelihood is because of the cut in hours, you could treat that as a you know, material reduction to your employment. You earn less money, obviously, working less hours. And you can pursue what's called a constructive dismissal claim, which is to say you could treat that as a termination and pursue a severance amount uh, in most circumstances. But the one thing to keep in mind is you'd want to give us a call to discuss this sooner than later, because the longer time goes on and you work the reduced hours, they could make an argument that you've accepted those reduced hours. So you want to give us a call as soon as you can to give us the details and we can see what we can do. Okay. Well, sounds good. Because, uh, but it, it, isn't it wrong to bring on additional staff or, or uh, workers when, in fact, you have workers? Is that not against labor laws? It, it, it's, it's not in the sense that, look, if a company wants to replace you or me with someone else, that's their prerogative, right? But if they do so, the cost of doing so is severance. If, if they're not happy with you and they want to give work to other people, then fine, make that decision, but you should be able to get your severance as a result of that decision. That's why you have that recourse, right? So okay. you can't, we can't prevent them from, like if my boss wanted to get rid of me and bring on someone new, I couldn't prevent it. But yes. I would expect to get a fair severance if that decision was made. I wasn't told. I'm sorry, but I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't suggested that in fact I, uh, it's performance or they want to get rid of me. I was just told we're doing this because of COVID. We have to have additional staff in case some people might get sick or whatever. Mm. But they they placed it as a as an issue to cover themselves for COVID, which is fine. They can do that, okay. Uh, but that's their cost. That's additional stuff they want to bring on. But uh, the rest of us, and it wasn't just me, it was the rest of the people also, uh, our hours were not met, okay? Right, so, right, right. Yeah, right. So, Lisa, again, it, it really takes us back to the same point, which is if you'd like, if you're not happy with that situation and the reduction in hours, then your recourse is to give us a call and we can see you know, what we can do to get you out of there alleging that you've been constructively dismissed and it was not proper to do that and pursue a severance. So if you'd like to discuss further and give us the particular details of your matter, then it would be best to, you know, contact one of our lawyers or legal professionals and we'd obviously be very happy to assist you with that. Lisa, we got to run into a break, but I appreciate the call. Here's how you do that. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for you to make that call, just like Lisa, 416-870-6400. Take a break. More Employment Law Show coming up.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You bet. We're back. 650. Good to have you along on the show for the remaining time. 416-870-6400. You got time to uh, give us a ring still, so pick up the phone and ask your questions. Want to uh, switch uh, switch gears a little bit, switch lanes, Andrew, and talk about this. So, uh, what you need to know about going to the Ministry of Labor when you lose your job, because that is uh, often, except for the people who are well-steeped in employment law knowledge, because they've tuned into the show for many years, they know not to do that when they lose their job. But the knee-jerk reaction generally for people is to do exactly that. So um, is the government really, are they misleading people when it comes to their rights when they've been let go from their job, like severance pay, stuff like that? Well, to the extent that the Ministry of Labor is a government body and cannot they're not able to pursue your full severance entitlement. Mm. They're only able to pursue your absolute minimum severance entitlement, which could be a a fraction of what you could be owed. So it's very important um, for our listeners to understand that if you speak to the Ministry of Labor, they might tell you you're owed one week per year, you work for four years, oh, you're owed one week per year or four weeks. And when in reality you could be owed four months of pay or six mm. months of pay, which is such a significant difference. And that's why, you know, for years now, you know, one of the driving forces of really this show as well is, is to, you know, help educate the listeners. And if they're in a situation where they've lost their job, do not go to the Ministry of Labor. Speak to an employment lawyer. Like, it is critical to do that because you're not going to be able to receive your full entitlement and get a full idea of what you're owed, simply because the Ministry of Labor cannot pursue those amounts. And I think that's good advice, actually, for employers, too, because I'll tell you, I have a, uh, you know, a close friend, i.e. family member, that is you know, on the cusp of being let go, and they're wondering what they were owed, so on and so forth. So when they reached out to their employer... Their employer says, oh, I'll get back to you. I'll talk to the ministry. And I knew exactly what was coming down the pike. And sure enough, gets an email two weeks later saying, well, I'm, you know, you're going to continue working here for eight weeks because it's a company that has a payroll of less than two and a half million. Uh, you'll be uh, here for eight more weeks. We've extended your uh, your tenure here, the job at eight weeks, at which point you'll be done. And that's, uh, that's all there is to it. So reading right from the ministry playbook about eight weeks severance and that's it. Couldn't be more wrong. This person has been there for 33 years. Huh. Well, they would be taking a significant discount on the several <laughs> entitlements. Yeah. You know, to accept that. But, you know, but employers sometimes intentionally do that. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say the employer didn't appreciate what they were doing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing, and maybe they were saying, look, according to the Ministry of Labor, your entitlements are these eight weeks, right? Yeah. Which technically, you know, in some world, is their minimum entitlement could be corrected eight weeks. Um, so, you know, they might be, you know, positioning the, their communication that way so that you as the employee go and say, well, like my employer talked to the Ministry of Labor, this must be right, so I guess what just those eight weeks, right? So employers could kind of sneakily use that to their advantage. Um, and that's why, again, when you receive a severance package, sometimes, you know, you'll see something like, 
under the Employment Standards Act, you're only owed eight weeks or whatever, right. like the eight weeks that your family mem- friend or family member received. That's why it is just, it never, like, I can't stress this enough. It never hurts to just have that call with an employment lawyer. I mean, oh, it, it's, it's one call. You could find out that you're owed nothing more than what you've received. But at least you have that peace of mind, and the odds of that being the answer are so negligible. You know, it's almost in most circumstances you're going to be owed more. So it, it, it's just a vital step in the process. If you're let go or you think you're going to be let go and have any concerns about money owing to you from the company, just have that consultation with an employment lawyer. Yeah, I mean, basically, uh, you know, the chances are you're going to get bad and or incorrect advice from the Ministry of Labor. So just sidestep that, reach right out to Andrew and get the right advice. And, and, and outside of that, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, a ton of information on there that will counter everything you've heard from friends, family, or people who don't know, or the Ministry of Labor, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, also a great resource. Uh, in what cases should people contact the government for employment law help? Is there is there a, is there a time they could do that? Okay, so there could be times to do that. So, for example, you know, you could be owed, let's say, you think you're owed vacation pay or something. You still work for a company, you haven't been fired, right. and you think that you haven't been given, you know, the proper vacation pay, or you don't think your overtime pay was calculated correctly or something. Then maybe, you know, your recourse, I think it's important to distinguish two points, though. Your recourse could be very well through the Ministry of Labor. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that in no circumstances are you ever going to go to the Ministry of Labor for to seek recourse if, if something goes wrong. However, I do still believe in any situation, even if it's just the, you know, you think you're owed 10 hours of overtime pay or you think you're owed an extra 2% vacation pay or something of that nature, it's, it still doesn't hurt to speak to an employment lawyer because there could be more to it than you know. So you might as well have that call. You, you might call me and I might say, look, you know, you're owed 25 hours of overtime pay. You're not going to sue or hire me to pay, you know, to go after this. Go to the Ministry of Labor. They'll help you out. They can deal with it. But at least mm-hmm. let me tell you that and, and right. know that there isn't much more to it than you might think. Because sometimes people call me about what they think to be small issue and I tell them well in fact you're owed a lot more than you think you do and here's why just simply because they don't know so there are cases where you might resort to the ministry of labor or the government to help you know your situation but that doesn't mean they should be the first point of contact you should still speak to an employment lawyer and get the confirmation that that's what you should do just got over a, a minute left here. I'll get a quick email in and let you answer this one quickly. Andrew from Jane says, hey, I returned from vacation to find that my job of the past nine years no longer exists. My employer is offering to give me another role in the company that is completely different from my previous work and pays much less than what I was making before. Do I got to accept it? Uh, well, Jane would not have to accept that role, and what a terrible way to come back from vacation, unfortunately right. for Jane. Um, that's the last thing you want to hear after hopefully getting some time to relax. But no, I mean, your employer, if they try to change the terms of your employment, if they try to change your job fundamentally, and especially if they tried to pay you much less than you'd made for nine years, then by no means do you have to accept it. And you can treat that as a termination and pursue your severance. Jane, thank you for that email. And that'll pretty much do it for us, uh, for a, uh, 
another night. If any of this stuff mystifies you, please uh, make that call to Andrew. That's what he keeps telling you all show long. Yeah, you may get some help otherwise, but always make the phone call. Won't take much time at all. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is how you do that. The email that Jane used and you can use as well anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I did mention pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for all other matters, including the severance pay calculator. It is free. It's anonymous. And you'll be thankful you reached out. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Entertainment.